Broadcasting after a lively NBA All-Star weekend. I don't know what to think of the All-Star weekend anymore. Um, Let's start with the game. I will say this, watching the... With no rules anymore, right? Um, I mean, even with the regular NBA, the biggest stars even have to mold their games to the constraints of the NBA, you know. But when turnovers... Uh, shot selection and wasted possessions don't translate to uh, losses. They really uh, let loose. They were taking half-court shots. Damian Lillard, I mean, if there is one thing, you can see the full skill set of everyone in the NBA now. And they really are awesome. Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell... Uh, who else was taking half-court shots and just, like, drilling them like it was nothing? I mean, the talent level is insane. Alley-oops are thrown higher. Uh, I mean, the one, I'll give it to LeBron, he threw the ball off the backboard, adjusted in midair, dunked, caught it with one hand, reestablished it with two, and dunked, you know. I mean, there's just so much that they all do with the basketball that we don't normally see. Um, so that part was cool. I see a lot of people on Twitter and Stephen A. Smith complaining about the lack of effort. But, you know, <laughs> what do they want, a playoff atmosphere? It's not supposed to be a playoff atmosphere. Um, personally, I've always enjoyed that, you know, it's the kind of environment where Drew Holiday can, uh, you know, take left-handed threes and airball and nothing matters, right? And it's just a bunch of super talented players goofing off and playing, right? I guess you could have a little more competition, but usually the team leaders drive that, and they both weren't there. I mentioned LeBron. He injured his hand. Probably not too bad, but better to be safe than sorry. He said that these last 23, 24 games are the most important of his career. Lakers aren't making the playoffs. So, I mean, the betting odds in Vegas are, uh, they'd have to go, or 14 and 9 in their last, in their last full swing of games here. I'm predicting the Lakers do not make the playoffs. Um, what else happened? This season, for the first time, they made their picks in person right before the game. Uh, that was kind of cool. A lot of anticipation, except um, I kind of wanted the... Like, they kind of pulled the rug from under us by having the, the captain select the reserves first. Because then it was like an like a reverse like ego play. Like, you weren't really chosen last because now the starters come. So the last 
choice of the starters was technically the last choice. It's like, oh my God, how big are these guys' egos that you need to play like a mental gymnastics game to, to say you weren't technically the last pick, Lori Markinen. Like, I would have liked to see the starters been taken first, then the reserves taken, and then there was an actual last pick, you know? And then we'd see, like, an MJ style, and I took that personally revenge game from the player who was picked last. Um, John Morant was taken as a reserve, which was interesting because he was part of the starting group. John Morant cannot catch a break. Um... Joker was <laughs> the Joker was almost taken last. I mean, he just got up and went to LeBron's team second as the second to last pick. He was like, I'm not letting LeBron put me here as last. So I'm just going to go and stand up and walk to his team. And so that's what he did. And then Lori Markinen was taken last by Giannis. Um, the Joker was good-natured uh, about his participation. You know, trotted around the court, lumbered around the court. Uh, they tried to throw him up a bunch of <laughs> alley-oops, which he does not do. And he even said after the game, I'm not built for the All-Star game, so I don't really care about this. <laughs> um, he doesn't have to prove anything. Uh, he's on track to win his third straight MVP, and he'll compete for the title this year. And he's probably top two players in the league. Um, what else happened in the All-Star game? Jason Tatum scored 55 points coming into Sunday night's game. Anthony Davis is 52 points from 2017, was the previous All-Star record. Just like last year, Curry went 16 for 27 behind the arc. He netted a 50 ball. Michael Jordan's career, fun fact, Michael Jordan's career high in the game was 40. Kobe Bryant's career high in the game was 37. I mean, the all-star game is where legends are made. We all know this. <sighs> the rest of all-star weekend, we had the skills challenge, which was extremely confusing. <laughs> Uh, my buddy came over and we were trying to watch the skills challenge and team ya team on Giannis sat out obviously he had a wrist injury so it was his two brothers that he forced on the Milwaukee Bucks and then um I think it was drew I don't know I, 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 they were all running around in different directions and I was like I don't know what the point of this exercise is. It's confusing, tedious, stale. Uh, I used to like it when they just kind of ran through the... Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how you uh, mix it up because I think the NBA is in a dangerous place here with the All-Star game because um, the, the one okay one is the three-point um, challenge. The skills challenge is dead. I'm going to say that the NBA dunk contest is still dead. So I don't know. The skills challenge has to be something. I mean, it has to be replaced with any other form of competition. And it needs to be next year in Indianapolis. 
because <laughs> it's not fun. Mac McClung. Okay, let's get to the dunk contest. Mac, the return of the Mac. Um, he was awesome. Let's just let me get it out of the way. He was awesome. Uh, he hit us with the top of the glass over two people, double pump, which got a 50, a 360 windmill, 49.8, double pump reverse, got a 50. His last dunk was a 540-50, all in the first try. So he killed it. No bigger winner in Salt Lake City this weekend than McClung. I mean, even before Saturday night's festivities began, it already felt like he had won some sort of contest. <laughs> some sort of make-a-wish contest to get into the competition. Um, 99% of people didn't even know who he was entering the weekend. I mean, the announcers, you 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 would think they would like do their research, but Kenny Smith sounded like he still didn't know who he was and after the third dunk. But you got to give it to him. Um he made a hundred grand. He's only made a hundred grand in his entire NBA career. So doubling up the old income. He, he actually has only scored eight points in his NBA career. So if you count down those four successful jams, he tied that mark. Now Shaq said that he saved the dunk contest. I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> he actually dug the grave deeper in my mind. Let's get to the history of the dunk contest. If you can name the last five winners of the dunk contest, um, I will give you a million dollars off memory. Okay. You can't do it because no one can. Here's the list. <clears throat> Mac McClung, Obi Toppin, Anthony Simons, Derek Jones Jr., and Hamadou Diallo. Hamadou Diallo. Hamana, 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 Hamana. Um, so here, here's my point with that with Shaq saying uh, that he saved the dunk contests. It was already hard getting big names to participate. Now that McClung has won it, it's over. See, What's the upside for a star, an absolute superstar participating? John Morant has already dismissed the notion, saying he'd need a billion likes to participate. Anthony Edwards couldn't say nope fast enough when he was interviewed on the sideline during the All-Star game. Any other star who's asked about it just kind of laughs it off, semi-polite dismissals. There's just no incentive for these guys to compete. They keep talking, oh, we'll make it a million dollars. A million dollars is nothing to superstars. It's not going to move the needle at all. It doesn't do, the dunk contest doesn't do anything for your brand. It offers a stage for you to get embarrassed on. That's all it does. And it's sad because it really speaks to a bigger problem of competitiveness in the NBA. None of these guys have the Michael Jordan gene. None of them have the Kobe gene where they say, fuck y'all, I'm going out here. I don't give a fuck about being embarrassed because me being embarrassed is impossible. <laughs> uh, 
that's the confidence level that those kind of guys have. There's no chance I'd be embarrassed because I'm going to dunk amazingly because that's what I do. See, the new guys know that the most memorable dunks just happen in actual NBA games because of the uh, because of Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat being born. They get replayed over and over again. Young kids get to see them. Their brand is advanced. They don't need an exhibition to display their jaw-dropping athleticism, okay? Look, they're worried about missing dunks. They're worried about getting embarrassed in front of their friends. And they've seen the clips of guys missing dunk after dunk. They've seen the jokes about players who use silly props. They don't want to get caught up in the shenanigans and risk making Shaqton a fool. Most of the big names don't even show up for the event anymore. You really think they're getting close to participating in it? So if the stars were already afraid of losing a dunk contest, the possibility of losing to a six foot two G League player no one has ever heard of. Kenny Smith didn't know who he was after the third dunk. Yeah, that should do the trick. What all-star wants to lose to Mac McClung in front of all of their peers and millions of people at home who are going to tweet about it? Hell, let me go back to my main point. Maybe Michael and maybe Kobe wouldn't do it either if Twitter and Instagram existed in their time when they competed and when they won. It would take a real killer a real assassin a real just almost like a sociopath psycho to say nowadays with twitter and instagram and all your friends about to make fun of you yeah give me that ball let me do five dunks against mac mcclung who can jump he's a professional dunker that's what he does who in their right mind would sign up for that Nobody. Speaking of pressure, I've been watching a Netflix documentary called Full Swing about golf, and my God, do I wish they would do this for the NBA. The drama would be delicious. Uh, highly recommend. I think it's by the people that did the Formula One thing. Um, they also did a tennis one that I watched. That one wasn't that great, but I would highly recommend, um, full swing. And I would highly recommend <laughs> the second episode with Brooks Kepka because here's a guy who probably was an assassin and then watching him lose it is like very sad. Uh, it's an incredible piece of television. Uh, I mean, he's a broken man. He's lost his game because of injury, mental fatigue and, Blah, 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 blah. Trying and failing to find it again. Plenty of images uh, stick with me. <laughs> um, him being bleached blonde is like midlife crisis. Him being bleached blonde and then getting testy with reporters at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which looks like a fun time. Uh, he had already won that tournament twice previously. Um, 
he melted down at the Masters in this episode. Um, he admitted he was embarrassed by his game for the first time. And then another image that lasts with me is when he's just <laughs> he's walking his dog out to the end of a long dock in his home in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, and then he just kind of stares out at the water. <laughs> Dude, it's brutal. I like it's kind of brutal to watch like someone who has millions upon millions of dollars still be depressed. Also, he's uh, married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's a great episode. There's another scene. It comes. He's like talking with his fiance. Um, Wayne Gretzky's daughter. I forget her name. Uh, but he's uh, perched on this like <laughs> fluffy swing in his house. And he's talking with her about like outfits she plans to wear. Wear on some stupid girl's trip or whatever she's talking about. Um, and he just is like dazed, paying no attention. He's just tossing a toy to the dog. And then like the scene is overlaid with the audio from an interview in which he's explaining his obsession with golf and the fact that he'll be at home trying to live his life, but he can think of only one thing, the course, his swing everything that's going wrong <laughs> as the scene plays out. And that's exactly what he's thinking about. I can actually relate to that. Um, like normal people would like his beautiful wife or fiance is in front of him and he's just lost in darkness. Completely relatable. <sighs> There's another scene <laughs> where it's, him and his mom, and they sit on his couch in front of, uh, he made all these like empty trophy displays when, when he was winning a lot. Huge ego, by the way. And he was like, you know what I'm going to build on the wall and it'll motivate me in the future is just like tons of room for trophies here. And uh, yeah, largely, largely empty. And then he, like, with his mom, is, like, openly begging for the quiet confidence and calm that's displayed by Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world. He says, you know, that kid, I guarantee you, if you ask him what he's thinking about, he goes, nothing. The best player in the world doesn't have any damn thoughts in his head, so why would you, right? Scotty ain't doing it. Why the hell am I doing it? I don't know. It's so good. <clears throat> you know, all in all, it made me kind of understand his decision to finally join Live, which um, is a competing golf tournament against the PGA Tour. Uh, they came along, you know, when he's at the lowest in his game. Far cry from 2017, 2018, and 2019 when he won four majors. Um, and rather to continue to put himself through, you know, dark depression, uh, he just chose to, uh, you know, secure his monetary future and, um, play less golf, have more fun. <laughs> That's, I mean, that was their offer. And, um, 
that's kind of how it is with with some of these guys. And uh, I don't know. I was trying to look up live though. <sighs> I couldn't find like I would love it if it was broadcast on TV. I would take a take a look. But I don't know. I would go to a live event. I don't have any kind of moral. Um, what word am I looking for? Moral issues with it. I mean, if you really dive deep into anything, you can find darkness, which is what I found by reading and watching documentaries and listening to podcasts. Everyone's evil. So the fact that it's Saudi Arabia. I mean, the PGA Tour is evil. We don't need to get into it, but, I mean, the NBA is evil, the NFL is evil. Uh, You know, they all treat people like nothing. And so the fact that Saudi Arabia is involved, what does that have to do with anything? I'd like to go to a tournament. (laughs) There you go. Although, if I was one of them, I would have a thought about my legacy. Because it's like, they could throw a lot of money at you for sure. But if you're the Brooks Kepka, and that would, that would be tempting to me if I was a guy struggling, like, um, I forget his name, Ian Poulter. He's older, and same with Phil Mickelson. You've, you've accomplished what you've accomplished, right? And although you've made so much money in your career, like, it's almost at that point, Man, you you should have invested it and then become a steward of the game to me. But, okay, let's say that that's not the case. I still want to play golf. I still want to get paid a lot. If I'm at the end of my career, maybe I'd join Liv. But I would think about my legacy if I was Brooks Kepka, if I was, I believe, Dustin Johnson went. Because you're definitely still young enough to win more in the PGA and to really solidify yourself. And like, here's my question. How much money can you possibly have? I mean, you're talking about like, now you're not making decisions for yourself. You're making decisions for your like great, great, great grandchildren. And it's like, at a certain point, it's like, how much money do you really need? Like, to me, the difference between seventy million and two hundred and fifty million, or whatever they're going to get paid, okay, that's insane. Okay, let's let's put it in real numbers here. Okay, if you're Brooks Kepka, you could probably win ten million dollars a year to twelve, ten to fifteen. To, well, if you win the FedEx Cup, that's eighteen million right there. Here's my main point. If you're making that kind of money on the tour, I just don't like how much money's enough, you know? Like you already live in a huge mansion in Jupiter, Florida with your beautiful wife, who's Wayne Gretzky's daughter, so she ain't hurting. Um I just I just don't know how much money you need. So Apparently, according to reports, he might be regretting it. There might be some buyer's remorse with Liv, unless they can get some more golfers and get on TV and uh, get the people watching. And if it really is a lot of fun, right? If the format's fun, I need to watch it. 
I, I can't just be going to the to the opens and to the events you're having. I got I gotta watch it on TV. Um, I see it's on the. I'm looking it up right now. I see it's on CW app. What? This needs to be on ABC, NBC with Tony Romo calling it. If you, if you want me to watch it. Um. Anyhow, it's very interesting documentary. Check it out. And uh, I'm I'm excited to get back to basketball this week. Thursday, Cleveland plays Denver. That's the game I'm watching. Anyways, thanks for listening. And uh, I'll catch you. I'll catch you on the flippity flop. Forty pointers on me like a bad bitch. Did my numbers, my coupe is a gadget. Ripping that bird like a maniac. Young nigga asking for Zanny at. Slide, put him up, hell on that. I'm in the spot with a Grammy at. I been that nigga and hand me down. Numero uno millennium. Turn out the blue like a Jimmy them. They lick up the strikers, gon' hit me them. I turn every bitch into a pop star. I'm in my globe. I had swagger. I been one of none, y'all. When I was poke, cash on me. I cash out on channel white and I get shot. Bash me like I'm not a big dog. I just throw it on a scatty pack. Hunter, bitty ass. I just blow it. No ballistics and suspicious. Fuck the witness, bad conditions. Grab a biscuit, don't be a statistic. Came off the mission, high definition. I boss, my left wrist are foxes. My ring cost is pink like an ostrich. I feel lost, this bitch got herself hostage. I done got exhausted, running through the money. Oh, hundreds, I need to spend cause they don't print no more. Be a mono, go to court cause I won't fuck her no more. You not a wifey, I can't fall in love no more. Stop doing my in the ecstasy, I'm right back on it. Cash my special cloth, I got diamonds on. Bags of cash like concerts and fetal on. Killers walk with me, I don't need a bodyguard. I got all kind of hoes, international. Sandro, pay PJ, flight that Right wrist froze like I got an ice pack on it. Get a nigga smoke, ride it like a bomber clock. Drug dealers and scammers will never harm my son. They be right there with me. Shooters right there with me. See, 500 shots in VIP. Well, I'm in. Told the waitress, don't drink liquor, I drink lean. I'm that nigga. Crank up the trap without the key. Say shit on fire, I got it heated. This bitch is bad, she still can see me. Open your eyes when you eat it. I get the spaz like a demon. Fuck her in the ass, made a pee pee. 
I'm just a ghetto boy like PZ. That GT3, it go to 60. I just love she texting me, she miss me. Hold on. Stay, stay.